Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. We study one chapter of Tanakh in each one of these podcasts. My name is Yitzhak Et Shalom and it's my honor to study Divrei Hayamim with you. Divrei Hayamim <coughs> is essentially a chronicle of Beit David, of the dynasty of David, and as such is uh, represents much of the material found in Sefer Malachim and an expansion on it, uh, however only from the perspective of the southern kingdom of Yehuda. In Perak Chafbet, uh, Yehoram ben Yehoshaphat died after ruling for eight years and died miserably. Uh, and as we will hear, he did not really prepare for his death. Uh, now we heard that um, uh, the Plishtim and Arvim attacked Yehoram and wiped out his family, and he only had one son who was called Yehoahaz. Yehoahaz and Ahaziah, who are the same name, uh, turned around. Uh, and that was his youngest son. The rest were all killed. And so he was the only one left. He had not appointed a crown prince, because uh, he died, as I said, miserably. Uh, and so therefore, uh, the citizens of Yerushalayim appointed Ahaziahu, his youngest, youngest son, uh, to be the king. Kichol harishonim harag hagdud, the army, that uh, the battalion, as it were, uh, that came in had killed all of the other sons, Hababa Arvim Lamachana, who came with the Arabs or from the that area into the camp. So now Achaziahu Ben Yehoram is the king of Yehuda. Uh, notice that this is a real crack in the notion of a dynasty, uh, whereas up until now there had been a strong succession of uh, son after father, even if the son was not ideal, like uh, Abiyah. Um, and uh, and now, even if the son was wicked, like Yehoram, at least he followed from Yehoshaphat. Now, there's just the only son left that they're appointing. It's going to get worse yet. But He was 42. He's the youngest, and he was 42 uh, when he ruled, um, uh, which uh, which is um, odd because, of course, Yehoram took over when he was 32 and ruled for eight years. Which means there had to be um, uh, a some sort of a very large gap in between the time that uh, Yehoram died and Yehoahaz was appointed king. And he ruled for one year in Yerushalayim. His mother is Ataliyahu, one of the perhaps two wickedest women recounted in the Tanakh. Uh, the daughter of Omri. The daughter of Omri makes her a Sister to Achav, which means that this may be the marital relationship uh, into the house of Achav that we're talking about, um, and that may mean that Yehoram was not a chatan of Achav in the sense of a son-in-law, but rather a brother-in-law or uh, related through marriage to the family. Gamhu halach beit Achav. So Achaziah also followed, like his father, in the in the direction of Beit Achav. His mother was advising him and advising him to do bad things. His mother has the position here of queen mother of the Gvirat. So he did evil in the eyes of God, just like Beit Achav, just like we saw with Yehoram. In other words, he had members of Achav's family who were advisors to him, after his father died, they were advising him, and it was bad. He followed their advice, and now he went to his 
uh, relative, Yehoram, who's the son of Ahab, who took over for Ahav, if you remember, Ahav was supposed to have the dynasty, his dynasty, the dynasty of Omri, cut off because of his terrible behavior in the case of Navot, but because of his repentance, Malachim Aleph Chafalef, uh, God allowed him to have another generation, and his son was able to take over for him, Yehoram, and uh, our Ahaziah goes to Yehoram, who has a, the same name, incidentally, as his own father, uh, and so this looks very familiar, like Yehoshaphat and the king of the north, Achav, coming together to fight against uh, Aram. But in this particular case, uh, the motivation is very different from the perspective of the south. In the first case, I suggested that Yehoshaphat's motivation was to create a reconciliation and ultimately bring the north back into the fold of Yerushalayim. Here, it's a family tie and really an allegiance to the ways of the north and the Avodah Zarah practice there that ties Ahaziahu to come back to Yehoram and to join them in war against Aram. And as a result of that, and they get smashed. So unlike the previous war where Ahav valiantly fought until the end of the day and they won, or at least they survived, here they get smashed. So Yehoram went to Yisrael to uh, recoup and to rehabilitate. And from the wounds that he got in Ramat, in Ramat Gilad, when fighting against the king of Aram, Vazayahu ven Yehoram melech Yehuda. Yarad, so now the king's brother, Azariahu, who's the son of Yehoram, Melech Yehuda, Yarad lirot at Yehoram ben Achav v'Yisrael kicholehu. He came to visit him. So there's lots of ties going on here. Umi'elohim haitat vusat Achaziahu. But the tremendous loss given to Achaziahu was all divine. Lavo el Yoram, because of Achaziahu coming to join with Yoram, and now Yehoram, who is anointed, sorry, Yehoram ben Nimshi is anointed by um, Elisha to, um, to uproot uh, the house of, of, uh, Omri and to create yet a fourth dynasty in the north because of all the Avodah Zarah. And that's Yehu ben Nimshi who's going to be the new king. So when Yehu went to war against Beit Achav, which is told in great detail in Malachim, he found some of the members of the southern kingdom there and he killed them also. And so he trapped Achaziahu himself, the king of the south. I mean, Chabeb Shomron, he was hiding in Shomron, the capital of Israel. They brought him to Yehu, who's the new king, who's the rebel taking over, and he killed him. Since Yehu was loyal to God, at least at the beginning, and they were told that this uh, Yohachaz is a descendant of Yoshafat, not a son, but a grandson of Yoshafat, who was loyal to God, therefore he was accorded a burial. Right, and so, but they will not be stopped from Mamlacha. So now, what happens in the south? In the south, there's nobody left. 
Ahaziahu was the young king, in the 40s, but the young king, he's dead. His mother, who was the queen mother, uh, and now there's no one to rule, so Atalyahu em Ahaziahu Rataki she saw that her son died. She spoke to all of the ruling kingdom. Important to note that in Malachim, she actually wipes out all of her descendants so that nobody else will rule. But there is one child there. And so now there is a son of Ahaziahu who is spared from this murder that we hear about, this mass murder that we hear about that Ataliyahu affected here about Malachim, and a particularly Yehoshavat, who is a daughter herself of the king, saves her younger brother, Yoash ben Achaziahu, She saves him from all of the other sons who are being killed by Atalyahu. She hides him and his nursemates, his little baby, in a bedroom. So who is this Yoshavat Batamelech? Even though she's from the royal family, she's married to Yehoyada HaKohen HaGadol. And therefore, she is righteous, and she wants to save Yoash. So she is the sister, actually, of Achaziahu. She's saving her nephew, and she's saving her from her own mother, or from Achaziahu's mother, Atalyahu, and to make sure that this child is not killed. So we have sort of a king-in-waiting, this young boy who's a king-in-waiting, but in the meantime, Atalyahu's running things. So they stayed in the Mikdash. Where in the Mikdash? Interesting discussion about where it was. They waited until he was older. He was six years in hiding. For those six years, we now have the queen mother ruling the land. So we've gone from a nice rule of Asa, a nice rule of Yehoshaphat, ruling for 25 years. His son, Yehoram, rules for eight years and dies miserably. His next son, Ahaziah, rules for one year and dies in Shomron. And then there is no king. There is a queen mother running things for six years. We're waiting, of course, we who know about this, are waiting for Yoash to come out of hiding and to take over the rule. But that's something that we will see about in the next paragraph. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.